Eric, do the intro, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Weird World Podcast, where we talk to you every week about weird stuff in the world. My name's Carrie. Oh, I'm Jack. I'm Dean. I'm Eric. Dean, be weird. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for the intro, Carrie. You're welcome, Dean. Today, as you can probably tell from our title of the podcast, we are going to talk about the infamous alien autopsy from 1995. Great year. I don't know. Why was that I so wasn't great? pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the only times in, in the 90s that Carrie wasn't pregnant. <laughs> so I guess it was a great year for you. So let's start with Ray Santilli. He was the person who would bring us this famous famous film. He was a record promoter and I guess even a musician earlier. He had worked with as a promoter for a variety of British and American bands, including Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm going to assume mm. an older Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis. <laughs> Kid Crail, Kid Crail and the Coconuts and Boy George. Oh, okay. That's the only one I've heard of. Kid Crail well, and the Coconuts were one. a well-known band. They did like uh, other music. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the name for it, but he was born in 1958. Ray Santilli was. And Old. Wow. <laughs> boomer. <laughs> Fucking well, boomer. I would have expected him to be even older than that, working with Jerry Lee Lewis and King Creole. Well, Jerry Lee Lewis, remember, he, he toured well into like the 70s. Yeah. And, wow. So in the late, and in the 80s, I think, even the, by the late 1980s, Santilli was a, kind of a reasonably successful music entrepreneur. In the early 1990s, though, uh, he was making covers of hits. That was kind of his main business. He had bands do covers of hits and release them. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how that worked. But <laughs> in 1994, he started to branch out into television and film. He's making like documentaries, right? He produced documentaries on the Beatles and Bruce Lee and wrote and produced a movie called Batman. Excuse me? So I huh? guess it's a Batman, but if you get into his sightline, then it becomes huh. Batman. <laughs> that's a layered joke right it there. Is. There's some layers there. You got a, it's like a cheese dip. Santilli's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. business partner for the movies and the documentaries, at least part of his business, was a man named Gary Shufield. I'm, huh. I'm assuming it's, it's spelled like Shufield, so I, I hope that's how it's pronounced. Shufield. <laughs> Probably. They're English. Ooh. Similarly, Shufield had dabbled in music producing as well. He uh, produced a group called FAB. Fucking don't think Fuck all of bitches. Bullies. What is Don't it? Think he they had sampled a, a movie dialogue. I guess that that's band FAB. Their thing was they sampled movie dialogue, put it to electronic music. Oh. <gasps> and then their smash hit was the lotion on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> also, Something I just like gotta yeah. say that for famous history. bit of movie dialogue. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> for history, that was not their thing. These little bitches did not take that shit. That's called the bitch track. And the gays and the trans thought of that way ahead of them. I'm not arguing that. They may have been a gay I'm telling trans you, band. I don't know. Ooh, they stole it like from that. them. But their big hit was called Thunderbirds huh. Argo, which was a 60s oh kids God. show and, and with puppets. And by the way, fantastic. Shufield had also produced some kids TV programs such as Pinky and Perky, Tales of the Riverbank, and my favorite, The Magic Roundabout. Ooh. How English. Yeah. <laughs> in America is a magic bus. In England is a magic roundabout. So by the mid-1990s, the two men were looking for their next big thing, which it sounds like would have been their first big thing. In 94, Santilli suddenly remembered something that had happened on his trip to the United States in 1992. Recovered memory? No, he just kind of, <laughs> I guess it just dawned on him, because it took two years. <laughs> but he, in 92, when he was in Florida in the U.S., 
Some say looking for footage of Elvis Presley to make a documentary. So like some old unfound footage of Elvis Presley is going to make a documentary. There he had spoken with an old military, ex-military cameraman, in, again, in 92 in Florida. That cameraman had shown Santilli film that he, the cameraman, said was shot in 1947. That film showed an autopsy performed on one of the aliens that were plucked from the desert crash from <laughs> Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Of, of course. course. <laughs> Uh-oh. How to get it? Jinx. There were 22 cans of film in all that he showed him in, <laughs> in 1992, Santilli claimed. Each of them had four minutes of footage. So Ray Santilli, a producer and filmmaker, yeah. <laughs> had been sitting in a room with 88 minutes of film of an actual alien autopsy. And then just it slipped his mind for a few years. Oh, my like, God. Oh. Hey, was that, was that alien? Was that, go ahead. Forgot, no, no, just saying, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Was that alien? My alien autopsy footage. He was looking for Elvis. That alien was an Elvis. Therefore, I'm back to England. So he went back to England. I guess thinking he'd failed in his quest. And then two years later, he's working with Shoefield, and they're trying to think of something to do. And he says, "Shit! Uh, A couple years ago, I saw some pretty good footage. Footage. Let's go back to Florida and buy that stuff." So so he didn't buy it when he He, saw it? No. Because it was an Elvis. It It was an Elvis Elvis alien autopsy footage. (laughs) That single-minded would be huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm presuming that's why. But he said he saw it in 92, didn't buy it, went back to England in 94, two years later, he remembered. And so they went back in 94 again to track down this alleged ex-military cameraman. Sadly, though, those two years had been quite costly. So apparently the footage was in, in good shape in 92 because the cameraman had showed them some of it. And, and so in 92, when that film was f- what, about 45 years old, it was fine. By 1994, when it was now 47 years old, it had been badly degraded. Uh, oh, my God. Of course. I guess that was due to all that Florida heat and mm-hmm. humidity uh-huh. that had been the exact same. All of a sudden. The entire yeah. Everything time. Everything immediately goes downhill once you hit 46. <laughs> 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 No one to hit 45. That'd be a good metaphor. Yeah, that would be, actually. Also, apparently, the aging cameraman had kept this incredibly precious, unique, history-changing, revelatory film in, I don't know, the drawer next to his heart pills. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't tell anyone else. No, didn't tell anyone else. Let it degrade in the Florida heat and humidity. Foggy (laughs) bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He kept it in the medicine cabinet, apparently. Oh, my God. So... The degradation was so bad that only a few frames of the 88 minutes of film were supposedly intact. Oh, my God. Oh my a few for no, This is, good. This is weird because there is 21 minutes of film in the, in the special. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. I know. Hold, hold your skepticism here. But still, they persisted. They bought the film. They had to convince <laughs> an anonymous benefactor to give them 30000 bucks to buy the film. Damn. Some sources say $100,000, but Santilli himself claimed it was $30,000, so we'll go with that. So these two, I get, you know, reasonably, reasonably successful movie producers and filmmakers couldn't scare up 30000 bucks on their own to own this incredibly yeah. profitable yeah. film. They had to go get it from someone else who would then own that film. And in fact, later on, that other person owning it proves to be very convenient. We'll see in a second. So anyway, oh. they bought the film or what was left of it, and they... Headed back to England, cut the check to, to the anonymous cameraman for 30K. Uh-huh. By the way, Santilli and Shufield sh- would never, and to this day have never, identified that military cameraman. They say he wants to remain anonymous. Why? Yeah. 
it's his biz, man. He didn't want to be famous. Because maybe he'll get in trouble with the government. He's other Maybe, age? but he had maybe. had it for 47 years and now yeah. sold it. The Fox, uh, believe me, they would know who took <laughs> the alien <laughs> off. I was just about to say that. Look, any, any old bitch, so he's not that careful. No, he's not. The Fox Network, by the way, would later hire a private investigator who was unable to find any evidence whatsoever of, of this supposed cameraman. Hmm. But, and the guy who put up the money and so actually owns this precious film, he also has never been identified. Some parts of the autopsy film were first shown at the London Museum. They showed him to a select group of like TV execs and media personnel. They're trying to generate a buzz. They had a few UFO researchers there as well for, Hmm. I don't know, verisimilitude, I guess. Uh, The buzz was deafening. It had created an immediate sensation within that world. For one thing, I I thought about this. The, The timing was really perfect. The X-Files was a hit show now. This yeah. is the mid-1990s, yeah. right? UFOs were really hot again. Uh, there was increasing paranoia, and the anti-government conspiracies were really starting to, to ratchet up. And this government. was, you know, the government kept a big secret was in, integral to this kind yeah. of a, so this story. Did they think it was real, or did they just think it would be a hit? I, you'd have to ask all of them. Who knows what Fox ultimately thought? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, Probably. Certainly, it was being sold as actual, legitimate, true yeah, autopsy. Yeah, but I believe it was being sold. But yeah, otherwise. I actually believed it. They're like, yeah. good fake footage, but people are going to believe it. <laughs> what what I, I would I not know. be surprised. TV execs and... Yeah. Yeah. Especially Fox. <laughs> All that led to kind of a lot of the whole belief in this kind of stuff and, and the willingness to believe in this kind of stuff that has now these, what, uh, 25 years later blossomed into this incredible paranoia and anti-government conspiracies is run amok. So it, it was starting then at that in, by the n- mid-1990s. And he also had a, a network like Fox that was willing to pay top dollar for any kind of sensational story, that whether it was real or not. I mean, Rupert Murdoch owned Fox. He's back to his newspaper days for decades. They had run any kind of sensational bullshit and never let the truth get in the way of making money. So Fox network, not unsurprisingly, outbid everybody else and bought the film. They then started devising this kind of a special, a TV special to go around it and, and to, to monetize it. Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek, The Next Generation, hmm. who was number, number one, one to uh, Carrie's boyfriend, Jean-Luc Picard, mm-hmm. and on the hit TV show, So he and which was, was over now, but he was still a pretty well-known person. I mean, I, yeah, in the, in the mid-90s, they were still doing the features, I believe, with that cast, weren't they? Probably. The Next Generation, I think yeah. so. So he was a pretty well-known dude. He was hired to host it, and they called it Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. Ooh. It aired on August 28th, 1995 for the first time. Oh. So if you haven't seen it, by the way, please just hit pause and go give it, give it a quick view. Skim it if you want. It's on YouTube right now. It's about 45 minutes without commercials. Just look for that where they're actually doing the autopsy. That's actually a good idea. Uh, just if you want to see what the alien looks like. We'll describe it here in a minute. But if you want to get a sense of it, go ahead. Come back. You've probably already seen pictures. You probably have. I bet you have. Yeah. At least stills. So you're back? Okay. We'll be waiting. Welcome oh, back. <laughs> uh, the title, the title kind of gives a hint to Fox's strategy. It's kind of like, you know, we're not saying for sure this is real. Maybe it's not real, but maybe it is. And goddamn, if it is, wouldn't that be something? So it, it even starts with a warning that says, quote, the theories, opinions, and beliefs expressed are not the only possible interpretation. Viewers are invited to make a judgment based on all available information. Oh, my God. Yeah. And In other they, words. And they call it Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction, but mm-hmm. then they went on to massively skew 
all of the, the almost everybody they talked to seemed the, the take everybody was that yeah this is real or this mm. sure seems real to me a couple of people are openly skeptical we'll get to some controversy around that in a minute but there's no other way to characterize it they clearly 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 tilt in favor of this thing being real there's no question whatsoever judge for yourself though <laughs> just like Fox said and watch it yourself and tell me if I'm wrong and you'd be lying you son of a bitch anyway <laughs> It, the show not it don't only aired the footage by the way. In fact, it never really aired. It just says okay, and now here's the footage. It just splices it in. Oh. In fact, it takes a long time before they really hmm. show it in in the special. And then it starts splicing it in and around experts talking or, or supposed experts, people talking and interpreting different parts of it and different things like are oh, the pathologists they sure seem real. How about that clock on the wall? How about that phone? What kind of phone is that? Was that a phone they would have had in 1947? Oh. Things like that. Hmm. So. They, that's the basis of the show. They keep coming back to different mm-hmm. ex- talking heads, showing, interspersing the film. <gasps> but the whole idea is that, what? Is that one guy from Ancient Aliens there with the crazy hair? No. And the- <laughs> Just a wee bit. I don't know if he was a thing yet. They did have a UFO Inter- researcher, yes, named Kevin Randall. At least that, at least one. Maybe, maybe oh, they had another one too. They had, I, I like, think they damn. had Stanford Freeman, who's a, a, an infamous quack. But <laughs> it aired that footage, but it also... It went to Roswell, and in fact, it starts out in Roswell. Jonathan Frakes in front of an old disused hangar in Roswell, and saying, "You know, this is where it happened." In fact, the first part is just about the Roswell crash. It really, which is, if you think about it, it's kind of genius. Uh, they lay yeah. out the whole story of the Roswell crash again in a very credulous way, like this happened. Because yeah. remember, if there is no Roswell, God damn it, I can't say that word. It's hard. Right, sure. If there's no Roswell crash, there's no alien to have an autopsy on. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of it's about about Roswell. And they have like the the famous like uh, Jesse Marcel's son is there, and, so, and the nurse who alleges she saw aliens is there. The the same people who've been saying since the eighties or nineties things that they didn't tell anyone for, for yeah. you know literally nice. thirty five years until it became a a, a big deal in the. Um, early 80s. Girl, if I saw aliens at my government job, I would come up and tell you guys immediately. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I'd say unplug Alexa and that Google Home right now, bitch. I have something to say. They also tell the story of how the cameraman came to get the footage. We'll talk about that in a a minute, though. They interviewed supposed authenticators like Stan Winston for special effects, a very famous special effects artist at the time, and the infamous Cyril Wecht my nemesis, who doesn't know me, <laughs> and, and they're well. He's Aaron a, don't know him either. The yeah. face you made, she went, huh? That's he, just an odd name. We've mentioned him on this podcast before. Yes, we have. He's a former Pittsburgh coroner who will go on any show at any time, at any place to get his face on TV, and he will basically say you whatever know, you want him to. What the show needs him to say, cash yeah. his check. In this case, he does. He, he, he says things like, oh, the, the pathologists sure look like they're doing real pathology, which... They absolutely oh do not. They're just roaming they? around the thing. They're moving constantly, roaming around the body, cutting here, cutting there. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Getting in the way of the cameraman constantly. Hmm. Shocking. And they, I mean, I'm not a pathologist, but they don't. Yeah. And, and he says, Is uh, he? So, Rick, yeah, he oh, is. Oh, wait, you see he's, actually, he's actually a, I mean, he used to be a long time ago, the head of some, I can't remember the call, oh, what's wow. called, a forensic group. You know, a national forensic group yeah. in the United States. It's, it's you know, he just and decided I, this is the way I can make a lot of money. He went Dr. Oz. Yeah, he really did. Well, was he an yeah. actual doctor? Does he have any anatomy well, training? Well, if he's a no, coroner. He's, he, was a, he was a coroner oh, in Pittsburgh oh, I you for said years. Forensics. I thought, I was no, like, no, yeah. he was a, he's a legit forensic pathologist. He says, oh, nice. you know, give yeah. me money. So yeah, that's sad. He basically he uses he couches his language 
and uh, occasionally, kind of carefully, but more or less, he says it's real. He certainly implies it's real, and then he says, cash my check. Mm-hmm. Stan Winston says, oh, at first I thought it was a prop, but then I saw them start to cut into the thing and realize that's really difficult to do and it's bleeding. These are not hard things to do. He has a bunch of his cronies, his young uh, special effects masters get around him and watch this thing and they're all going, oh my God, this is really great. If that's fake, this is really well done. This guy can work in Hollywood tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I've seen it. Please see it for yourself. Every other special effects expert not on this TV yep. show, we'll get this later, say it looks like bullshit. So the most dramatic footage, of course, is of the creature itself. They kindly blur out the genitalia, though it's absolutely not clear if there is any genitalia. Yes. We, oh, yeah, there was. That's why. And they had to spare us. <laughs> <laughs> what I think. That most people thought, thought it must have been a woman because there's clearly no P&B. And uh, oh my but there's God. also just there's, peanut uh, butter. No, nah, not peanut butter. There's also clearly no V either, by the way. Ooh. Say the what? Penis and penis balls. and balls and <laughs> vagina. Yeah, vagina. You got it. Say you the word. This, we are adults. <laughs> testes, I prefer. Yeah, okay. Gary does prefer testes. But also, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! She just did. That. I mean, I'm not, I can't not say that. Yeah, you Direct can. Quote. I mean, Direct quote. That's on. That's on tape, Gary. <laughs> testes, I prefer. <laughs> that's gonna come back to haunt you. So I mean, who knows though about the genitalia? It's an alien. Yeah, I don't, who, knows? who knows how they we, work, bro? What people can can people chill about other people's genitalia for like two seconds? But also, if this no. were like an anatomical video, the government and a secret video, why would they be doing yeah, that? blurring shit? Are you kidding me? Nits? It's not clear well, if, if, they, if it was pixelated. He, I'll get to this later, but. Ray Santilli said he has that a non-pixelated version. So I think this is Fox doing the oh, pixelated yeah. version. Yeah, for TV. Okay, it, yeah. yeah. For okay TV. that makes sense. For TV censors, they, I guess. they're probably yeah. like, I know there's not technically a V or PNB, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure the, the executives used that, oh, for those words. For sure they verbatim. did. They said, but that. I need to see little pixels there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. That's true. It titillates. Like even Pixelation the is titillation. They're wearing a nude bra, but they still censor it. Really? People, well, yeah, because the, the, the illusion. There's an illusion mm. that there's nudity. Yeah, even though it's not actually filming nudity, they're like, bro. There's a thing called a nude bra, or like a like a yeah. like a. Um, I didn't know that. A cock sock. <laughs> cock sock, really? Yeah. TM. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Otherwise, though, you see the alien in all its glory. You see two people in kind of 1940s quasi hazmat suits. They have kind of hood coverings and things like uh, that. Beekeeping suits. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. They perform. This kind of haphazard autopsy. <laughs> a third person with just a surgical mask watches from behind some plexiglass, it looks like. And then they, they just go around doing some cutting. They open up the belly. They open up the head. And they cut out a big, nondescript-looking brain-like thing. They the open brain up is, the head. The brain is so poorly. It's, it's kind of a blob. No skull? Yeah, they cut the skull open. Oh, there's a skull? We'll get that in a minute. Yeah, oh, this is cool. Oh. The room is small and white and antiseptic. There's this black phone in the wall. There's a clock on the wall. It's, of course, in black and white, the footage. Yeah. There's this huge brain case, you know, huge upper. The, the head's really big, but especially the top of the head, right? Yeah, it's a little gray man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, the, classic it's the classic alien. alien gray. It has big black eyes, very small nose, and small ears set way down lower than humans' ears would be set. And then kind of this upside, like a crescent moon-shaped open mouth on it. No body hair whatsoever. whatsoever. Kind of thin arms. But the, and the arms end in hands that have six digits, five fingers and one thumb. 
that's odd. In fact, in the, on the special, they show like supposed Roswell debris, including a six-fingered, oh, you know, uh, control it. console. Yeah. <laughs> See, proof. We're done here. The belly is really bald, bulged. It's kind of a pot belly. So they didn't keep in a good shape there in uh, Venus, I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, famously, there's a huge gaping open wound in the thigh, and the, and the wound trails down most of the rest of the leg as well, owie. the right leg. Say again? Owie. That's yeah, that's the big owie, though. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Flesh wound. The show was a hit. Just the flesh wound. It aired initially in August, as I said, and then it was repeated twice thereafter. It was such a big hit, they, they showed it basically three times in the last half of 1995, in the last quarter of 1995. The ratings rose each time, by the way. Damn. Huge. Like, you gotta check out this. Yeah, absolutely. This is, remember, this is pre, you could tape it on your VHS. Oh, yeah. But it was, so this is where word of mouth came out, and people mostly saw it live when it aired. Back in those days. Remember those days? You guys don't, nope. really. Not really. I remember the VHS tapey days, yeah, but, but not even, the pre that. That was hard to do. It didn't. They, they held a couple hours, so yeah, yeah. Most I people do. watched TV when it aired. Mm-hmm. How yeah. weird. Also, yeah, we mostly did it. Or just we watched movies on tapes. We didn't, I don't remember really taping things no. on TV. I taped X Files sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Was, I remember it. Hit. Yeah. The November 1985 re-airing drew 11.7 million viewers. Wow. That don't happen no more. It was sold. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's not incredibly through the roof ratings for, 19, for mid 1995, but it, it did well. Had a TV. Three times it did well. So that's making Fox some serious cash. It was money, also money, sold money. to 33 countries for distribution there. <laughs> Damn. So it was crazy. a huge. They made millions from this thing. Even like China? 50 countries. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Trump, Donald. Well, there was huge media buzz. Time Magazine, infamously, it would oh turn out, called it, compared it in importance to the Zapruder film of Kennedy oh, being assassinated. If you don't, do you know? Was this? There were already alien autopsy, you know, fake things on like National Enquirer and stuff, weren't there? Or did this start? Uh, that probably. You know, that's a great question. Yeah. Autopsy, I'm not sure. What came first? I'm not sure. Well, I'll, I'll, actually, in a minute, I'm going to discuss there were some things leading up to this, but okay. whether it wasn't a widespread thing. It wasn't a trope. Yeah. Well, the, it became one. Yeah, it did after the, with this. The reaction was mixed as to its authenticity. I mean, a lot of people were skeptical yeah. then. I, I, we saw it. Carrie doesn't remember, but I do. Nope. I, I don't know which of the three we saw, if we saw the, the first one or later, but I remember watching it. I remember, of course, you, you can probably tell what I thought of it, of its, yeah. of its authenticity. Hey. It was laugh out loud fake, but still. I will say this. It was very well done. That The the body was, if, if that's what you choose to believe, yeah. was very well done. It is also fair to say that millions and millions of people believed it and believed it was real. Yeah. I mean, if they kept watching... Time and time but, but again. But I mean, legit believe. I, I, there's probably polling at the time. I don't remember, but lots of people believe this. Just anecdotal. I remember people I knew believe huh. this. Was like, I don't know. It looked pretty real to me. Oh my god. So they really thought they'd just watch an alien being yeah. on top scene. I mean, yeah. literally an alien being on. And the government's okay. just fine with it. Yeah, it's like, oh, what can we do? Fox bought it. So They're better than us. Before you could check to see what was trending on Twitter. <laughs> yes. See if it was real or not. Yeah, I know it. So before we talk about the authenticity of the film or kind of look at the <laughs> realness of the film, let's talk about the, I don't know, some holes in the actual, in how the film came to be. The story. Yeah. The story behind this alleged cameraman, right? And his film. Here's just kind of, consider this kind of a partial <laughs> list of some things that are wrong with that story. Why does Ray Santilli ever show 
I mean, I'm sorry, why does the cameraman ever show Ray Santilli and Showfield this film in 1992? Yeah. The, he's had it for yeah. 45 years. What prompted this? First person he ever shows, are these guys looking for Elvis footage? How do they get, <laughs> for that matter, how do they ever find this guy, this retired military cameraman looking for Elvis footage? Well, does Ray Santilli ever say? I don't, not that part, that latter part, I don't know. And now huh. he's never mm. said why, yeah. why he shouldn't this film. He chose to. Why wait two years to buy it? Obviously, that's a huge one. Yes. Two, I mean, really. You're, you're there in 92. He didn't have any money. No, I'd say, well... He didn't either in 94. He went and raised yeah. it from a mysterious yeah. anonymous donor. Well, I mean, how, how would you not... Like I mean, that's an, if, if, if you knew one fact only, the fact that he didn't buy, he didn't buy this from me, any attempt oh, to buy it for yeah. two years, we're done here. That's yep. just ludicrous. You can see at a... I mean, I see one frame of that and go, wait, that's real? Yeah. He says, yes, it is. I, I will do anything I, yeah. I can yeah. to get that film. Fuck and Elvis. Anyone yeah. would. Yeah, fuck Elvis and his weird yes. down on toilet shit. Just like buy that <laughs> autopsy footage. <laughs> anyone would, let alone a, you know, documentary <laughs> filmmaker. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's kind of your thing, dude. Yeah. Why would the cameraman keep it in a place where it could erode? I know that seems simple, but he knows how valuable this yeah. is. He's a, a cameraman. Yeah. He's a cameraman. He knows how to keep film and yeah. he would keep it in some place safer than that. I would say that, but then I remember that time that um, very famously then uh, Soviet movie, the, the, the footage they had for uh, all caught on fire and they had to go reshoot the movie, but it was in uh, an area that was, in f- it was all radioactive and the entire film crew got cancer and died. Oh yeah, okay. so kind of like that. A happy anyway, story. Yeah. Not like that at all. But anyway, <laughs> slightly different, but, but a good story. <laughs> that could be a weird bit. Completely irrelevant, but a good story mm-hmm. nonetheless. Yeah. Why did those two years though, from age forty-five of the film to age forty-seven, do all the degradation? Because apparently, again, in ninety-two, it looked fine. Because so, he ran out of toilet I, and he had to yeah, pee in the I bottles, <laughs> the cans. And it, of course, the obvious one again. Why did it take him forty-five years to sell this gold mine he'd been sitting on for almost half a century? Uh, he's probably afraid to. Yeah, I mean, but a he's lot okay of this. With doing it in 90, well, to, to raise Santilli, who could be relied upon to resist government torture. Yeah. Maybe he's terminally ill. Maybe. I could see Ray Santilli being like, um, he can't be found out by the government, you guys. He has to stay MIA. I can't tell you anything. No details. No further questions. (laughs) Uh, The cameraman's anonymity is very convenient as well. Why not? Okay, it comes out. Okay, how about 95? After it came out, millions of people aired it. Oh my God, you'd write a best mother effing seller yesterday to cash in more than that 30K you got for the film that you were clearly, clearly sold too low. Why sell it to them at all? To these people you just met looking for Elvis film. You go, when they said, yeah, man, we'll give you 30K, my first thought is, hmm, or I can get who knows how much more on the open yeah. market at an auction. Yeah. And you can do that anonymously. They will do that for you. Yeah. Why just yeah. sell it pers- you know, straight to these nobodies who the best they can do is 30,000 bucks? You trying to say he dumb? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or it's very convenient. It's they ne- also never identify the film Purchaser as well as the cameraman. I know that's you can you can argue that there's reasons for that, but the more unidentified key actors you have, the more red flags that are, yep. are raised. That they're all just raised Santilli yeah. in a Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to buy the film. Santilli also claimed to have tons of additional film that he never made available to anyone. So why not? Because why? Uh, yeah. Good question. People, well, and you never sold that either, Ray. Apparently, you not. little money hungry entrepreneur. It's a lot of more alien VP and B. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you sell that to a different market. Like, no, I was about to say, there's a market for that, too. What <laughs> do you mean? Are you kidding me? Huge market. People the be film crazy. was supposedly kept in a Swiss vault by that anonymous partner who actually owned it. Funny. So that's why when people ask you, let's see more of it, let's see more of it, let's examine more of it, he said, I can't. The rich guy who gave him the money won't let me. He keeps it in a vault in Switzerland, and he won't let me show it to anybody. Sorry. Case closed. No, no further questions. And he also keeps it in a damp bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, story how, the story of how the cameraman got and retained possession of the Price's film is also pretty freaking amazing. So buckle up for this. Ready? Mm-hmm. The cameraman was supposedly flown into New Mexico on June 2nd, 1947. As you know, this is when the Roswell cra- crash allegedly occurred. Of course mm-hmm. I remember. He was then driven 160 miles to a site near Socorro where the, actual, the crash actually took place. Roswell was just the nearest Air Force base, by the way. The actual crash site is said to be a ways away near yeah. Socorro, the town of Socorro. There, at the crash site, he filmed dead aliens in their downed craft in situ. It was four aliens, three of whom were still alive, he Ooh, said. That's not respectful. At the crash, crash, crash site. <laughs> I can't pronounce words. It's all, we knew that. <laughs> he was then flown to what is now... Wright Patterson Air Force Base, where they took the debris, and there for three weeks he took film of all the debris. So now he's spending three weeks taking film of, of the debris in Wright Patterson. In early July, the military then sends him to Fort Worth, Texas. That's where he filmed not one autopsy, uh uh-uh, uh, two alien autopsies. Uh-huh. So apparently there was the DOA alien, remember, one was still alive. So apparently in that time, between in that month, a second one had died, so he filmed two of the autopsies hmm. in, in Fort Worth in Texas in July, early July. He said he filmed several hundred reels, and he was processing them, but some of those reels were, I guess, problematic. They needed extra processing. I'm, I'm not sure what that means. I'm not, a f- I'm I'm not, not sure he does. Yeah. I'm also not sure he exists. Yeah. I, I am sure he doesn't exist. But anyway, he said, so he said he, he sent the first batch of most of it back to D.C., and to the military is waiting for it. And he said, I have some others. I'll send you those later, right? That I, I, they need special processing, right? Uh, so after he finished that special processing, he contacted DC and said, okay, I'm done. Come get them. <laughs> they blew him off. Uh, of course. That's his story. So he said, quote, unquote. Really? Quote, unquote. Incredibly, they never came to collect or arrange transportation for them. I called many times and then just gave up. The footage has remained with me ever since. So, no, the federal government yeah. forgot to we get know. or decided, nah, we don't. <laughs> we'll let this guy keep. They lost that. his number. Remember, this is ultra top secret. No one must ever know. In fact, no one did know and didn't see and saw this footage in 1995. But they just kind of said. Ah. It's no biggie. We, oh my God. we don't want to spend the money to go get it. I was going to say the federal government is pretty useless and ineffective at getting shit done, but not that's now. That. But not back then. They kind of got think, a few things done. Now they can't like fucking fill up potholes. They're good at secrets. Wow. You sound like an aging Fox viewer <laughs> right now. Did you know you have to spray dicks on potholes and then they will fix them because they don't just remove the paint. They well, will a, fill it in. That's a good strategy so, then. So yeah. Spray some dicks. Some dicks pop up around town. You know who did them, bitch? Or how about go fix them now, city? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You sound like it. Uh, then in May of 1949, so a little bit less than a year, uh, I'm sorry, a little bit less than two years later, he was asked to film a third 
autopsy. Oh, so the last one died. No, this, well, there should be one more oh. left. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. There's, oh, yeah. They want his footage, but they need him to go shoot some more. Yeah. There you go. There you go. This time he's in Washington, D.C. So he did go to Washington, D.C. and film this third autopsy, but apparently... No one in the military said, hey, since you're coming down here, why don't you bring the footage with yeah. you? And he didn't realize or didn't think, I'll just go ahead and bring the footage with me. Remember how hard I was trying to get yeah. their attention to get them. To, I'll just go. I'm going there now. They're paying for that. I'll bring it with me. Nope. Neither of those things happened. So think about these, this story for just, I don't know, six seconds. A private civilian cameraman has rolls of top secret film with the most momentous discovery of the 20th century. And the military, the federal government just lets him keep it. Yeah. And then two years later, they have him come back and film another autopsy, and they don't ask him to bring it with them, and he does not think to bring it with him. Also, that is the story I'm of the cameraman. Pretty sure the military has their own cameramen. I would. Think. Oh, maybe you know he might have. I, I I might retract that he might have actually worked for the military. It's not. They call him a, a military cameraman. So let's say he did oh, work for okay. the military. But it's not clear because they. I don't know. It's not super clear. I thought they have. Um don't they make like, or is that just photographer? I thought when you're in the military, you can become, you can be a photographer, like you yeah, yeah, this, and then you're also yeah. a photographer. You, yeah. you do both. Um, so yeah, people, people. Are we forgetting? Are we forgetting the point here? <laughs> <laughs> the ridiculousness of this guy's story. Yes. This, the whole yeah. way he still had this film in 1994 to sell to Ray Santilli is laugh out loud Crazy. preposterous. Mm-hmm. It's utter. I mean, there's no, no one. You cannot defend that story. UFO enthusiast. I'm sorry. It's utterly ludicrous. So now let's look at the film itself. On the plus side, there is a camera visible. It is considered authentic. It's a camera they would have had in 1947. The phone on the wall was checked into. It's like GE, blah, 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 blah. It, it indeed was manufactured prior to 1947. That checks. The clock on the wall was the same. It was also something that was manufactured prior to 1947. So if they did hoax this, they went out and got some older equipment. Right. The goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> All of, the, I mean, absolutely. There's no question those things yeah. still could have been purchased yeah. in, 19, in the mid-1990s. Absolutely. The uh, Santilli also sent a snippet of film. Later, it turned out it was just really the film leader and not actually a bunch of exposed frames or maybe the film leader in one exposed frame. That's it. It's like it's The leader's that white part that goes yeah. into the, right. the bracket. Bracket? I don't know. <laughs> On the show, they have a guy who used to work for Kodak as a sales rep. Oh my <laughs> but he God. Says, whatever he did for it. That's like how Lady Gaga was the artistic director for Kodak. <laughs> really? Yeah. So she Love her. She but what the, this is Kodak. what Kanye West said. She's great, but what the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, anyway, he said, yes, the number code in the film. So Kodak kept these little codes and said uh, to help them date films. And the little code they use is like a triangle, triangle, or something like that said that that film would have been manufactured either in 1927, 1947, or 1967. So, okay, checks out. Yeah, it could have been vintage film from 47, and you do a hoax with that. And again, it's the leader and a frame. He never gave them a a significant amount of film to check for its its authenticity. A film expert on the Fox show says, hey, looks real to me. And he says, uh, he's some guy with a... Ridiculous name, and he was some I don't know film preservation expert. He says it looks real to him, and it, it you know it can never be hoaxed. 
Yep. He offers no real argument why that's true. You could buy film from 1947 yeah. and, and film it. I mean, Jesus Christ. He also says, I can't imagine why someone would go to such lengths to fake such a film. Really? As he's in a fucking documentary. <laughs> millions of viewers are watching. That's amazing. Uh, hilarious. The guy has no sense of... This is like Oscar-winning actor, though. <laughs> this is Oscar-worthy. He wanted to be on the show, I'm sure, so he was. The holes in the film itself are legion. So let's talk about a few of them. First, you have these bad angles. It's just, I mean, constantly terrible angles. Dragon. Constantly walking around. The cameraman's walking around, getting missing views, taking film of the floor, the oh my wall, God. the back of the surgeons constantly, the back of their head, partial angles. I mean, it's terribly done. For instance, so when they're signed the skull... He manages to, the whole time the saw the skull open to take out the brain, he manages to never get a clear shot, not once. There's a partial shot at best, otherwise it's like, oh, he's like trying, like he's trying to look over the, the guy's soldier. No, this guy's that, shoulder. There's two fucking people in the room, only one on each side. You can get around that goddamn pathologist and get a clear shot as they're sawing the saw open. <laughs> it's, it's uh, I mean, that one's the most clear, because that one would, be, would yeah. be hard to fake. And he, yeah. Clearly they knew it wasn't going to look yeah. very real. So they said, yeah. It's just good and not yeah. a good angle here. Especially. Blair Witch Project did. Yeah. Yeah. It was worse cinematography than Blair, Blair Witch. It's like when you're lip syncing and you forget the words, so you turn around real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old yeah. Man River. Oh, That's the it. classic lip sync song. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. It's from um, Family Guy. Oh, Blair yeah, was Got no. caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live. Oh, Ashley Simpson got caught. Old Man River. And she just keeps singing. There is uh, far too much movement jarring zigs and zags of the camera. Someone on the TV show says something like, oh, he was just trying to stay out of the way of the pathologist. Uh, really? You can do that and still get a good shot. After yeah. Again, two of them, they're doing way too much movement around here. They're like walking around. Really? Yeah. Am I vlogging yet? Still, you, you, you brought this cameraman in for miles and miles and miles away to document this yeah. really changing event. Yeah. You're not going to let him get a clear angle. Come on. There's never any effort to lay out any of the, like they take out the, the viscera and the brain. They, oh, there's God. never any effort to really, really like lay it out and, and have him take a good, solid close-up yeah. of it. That would be the point. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah. why'd you fly this yeah. guy out there? There are gaps in the filming, by the way, rather than a continuous documentation of what was said to be a two-hour examination. Oh. The film goes in and out of focus constantly. He's He does not know how to use a focus, and he's a, <laughs> he's a professional cameraman. You know, I, maybe they did not want his film. They're yeah. like, oh my God, you did such a shitty job. Let's not call him back. <laughs> maybe so. You know what? Keep it. Particularly for close-ups that might expose some, like a, a, a body part or that... The PMB uh, and the V? Nah, not so much that. Or like, just like... They, they really like get down and get... Especially when he goes closer, the film often goes out of focus. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And again, they have the same supposed military cameraman for the time who says, oh, that would have been normal. No, stop yeah. it. Yeah, why? Just, I know you want to be on TV, but shut up. Yeah. We've seen Vertigo. You can <laughs> zoom in yeah, and bro. still be in focus. And there are, of course, those pixelated parts for the quote-unquote graphic content. Though, again, Santilli claimed his original film had no such pixelations, so we assume those pixelations yeah. are from Fox. Also, it's an autopsy. I know. Is that not graphic content to you, Fox? <laughs> exactly. And they have a warning. Frakes, at the very beginning, actually before Jonathan Frakes even comes on, they warn you. No, I'm sorry. In Jonathan Frakes, when he first comes on, he says, hey, some of this stuff is really gruesome, so we warn you it's not for the faint of heart. You could do the same for... P, B, and V. Yeah. Just says, hey, we're going to show some alien uh, some alien vag. Be careful. 
<laughs> if you don't like alien badge, don't watch. Not sexual because it's mm-hmm. alien. It's I know it's exactly, especially because who knows what it looks like? It probably looks like yeah. a fucking um, I don't know, one of those back massagers. Yeah, bitch. So there's there's absolutely no reason to, <laughs> to pixelate. Like a fucking clover, for all we know, like weird looking <laughs> shit, like a fucking McDonald's arch. Highly doubt that's like it might. We don't know. They're aliens. So otherwise, though, remember, like all aliens in convenient movies, it's otherwise incredibly humanoid. Stop and think about that for a minute. You know how how some some true alien would be so unlike we maybe wouldn't even be able to recognize it as life, let alone look pretty much like us. Oh, the head's bigger. Okay, eyes are bigger. Ears are lower. Otherwise. Because they, yeah. they evolved on the savanna. It's dumb. Over there on Venus, <laughs> yeah. too. On Venus, yeah, the 800-degree Venus. Investigators quickly also found some other concerns. Only the leader, as I mentioned, and one frame of the film was examined by experts. And they, by the way, they never sent it directly to Eastman Kodak, who manufactured the film. A Kodak spokesperson was saying only that, I guess... The, I guess I think he was given. I can't remember the story, but he was given some film from somebody else. Again, just the leader, and he said, "We basically we can't do anything with this. We can't authenticate it in any way." The film had a code mark that read, "Quote: Restricted Access AO1 Classification." Right. So someone noted back shortly after the the film was shown on Fox said, "That's not a thing. Yeah. There's never been any phrase like that by the military ever in the history of the United States military." And then suddenly, I guess when the, the film was, was later shown or handled around, that code mark was missing. Uh, so it's like, oh, uh, we fucked up. Yeah, it out. sounded real official. Yeah. <laughs> didn't think anybody would notice. I know, they did. Shit, we didn't think people would look that shit up. Forensic experts noted that the injuries to the alien were just not at all consistent with the trauma of a crash. I mean, that's how the aliens in Roswell, they crashed into Earth. Yeah. There's nothing but that big open wound on the leg. The thigh has this big gouging wound, yeah. and it's a, the cut trails onto the rest of the leg. That's it. Otherwise, the body looks pristine. The head in particular, with this big-ass skull, is in perfect shape. No body trauma whatsoever. Doubtful. Hmm. Yeah, for, for you crashed into Earth. Yeah. From the space. One pathologist observed that the supposed medical examiner held his scissors like a tailor. No. Not oh. like a pathologist. He oh, said a pathologist would place his middle or ring finger in the lower scissor hole and use his index finger to steady the blade while cutting. More it's like com- a is how you're taught to do it. Yeah. No pathologist would hold it like scissors like <laughs> a tailor might hold. This pathologist, his name was Ed Uthman from Houston. <laughs> Uthman. He said more generally the procedure lacked any sense of a real pathological exam, which again, as I'm, I watched it back then, it just seemed like, it, you, I mean, you totally got that feeling that yeah. they're walking around too much. They're just making weird cuts for no, yeah. seemingly no reason. Pathology is now an aerobic activity. Yeah. <laughs> they, make very, they start out especially with very gentle cuts, and one pathologist said, that's not how we cut bodies. We yeah. stick it deep. And rip I mean, it they're dead, and you have to go yeah. through layers of tissue and exactly. muscle. You've got you gotta not gentle. Anything. Although well, it is an alien, so I guess you wouldn't have the same no. But maybe, yeah. maybe. But the uh, but the pathologist also the whole autopsy they did not use a body block. That's the thing you put there to steady the to raise the head and steady oh. the upper torso. It is a, and he, by 1947 was as well standard operating procedure. We have not have done an autopsy without one, and especially. It's always used for when you open the skull and remove the brain, which they did without a body block. Hmm. A movie industry special effects expert named Trey Stokes said the alien moved like a dummy. Said it was lightweight, <laughs> it was rubbery, it was too easily moved, it was, it, it was very unnatural. 
it moved like a fake. A prosthetic, yeah. Yeah. At, he, and he and pretty much everybody were, were at odds with what Winston said in the what Stan Winston said in the show. Stokes was, uh, and by the way, did movies like The Blob, Batman Returns, and Tales from the Crypt. Wow. Okay, so, the last one, not that impressive. Yeah. But yeah. The Blob, though. The Blob was good. Yeah, yeah, the Blob was good. Most effects people generally have seen it, who have seen it, said it's, it's nonsense. There's just no authenticity yeah. to it. One uh, British effects person named Cliff Wallace said, quote, None of us were of the opinion that we were watching a real alien autopsy or an autopsy on a mutated human, which some people were, were legend. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. We all agreed that what we were seeing was a very good fake body based very on good. a life cast. Oh, so, I see. He guessed that they had two fakes, by the way. Uh, one that, that was sense. opened up and one that was pristine. And yeah. they would just flip them out. That's why you had to yeah. go behind the cameraman for a while so you quickly flip them out. No, remember, no, there, remember, there were breaks. There were breaks in the film. Oh, yeah. It was not continuous. For lunch so. break, lunch but break. also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and what about those doctors doing all the slicing and the dicing? Uh, they did not act at all like pathologists, like we said a minute ago. But what about what they wore? They had these yeah. kind of hooded contamination suits that were not suitable for protection from radiation, at all. In fact, you can see it. there's some scenes where they don't even have those on and they're right near the body. So if oh they're using God. it for like yeah. radiation or something like that, they're, they're not. They're not going to help well, them. Well, probably more so for biological. Okay. But S- if it came from space, radiation would absolutely be an issue. Yeah. Would be a concern and so would airborne. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. no yeah. breathing apparatus and they would have had breathing apparatus. Yeah. They would have had true, what we now think of as true hazmat yeah. suits mm-hmm. with their own separate breathing apparatus and they, they did should, not. definitely. So yeah. whatever they were doing... It was not really going to protect them. Those suits did not. They, it's like, essentially, they looked real enough, but they're not what you would have used yeah. in that kind of situation. So then, okay, so as we noted, the TV show was a huge hit when it originally ran. It became kind of a part of, of pop culture. It became hugely uh, a big deal. Santilli even did a, a special for Japanese TV a year <laughs> after the show aired on Fox where he interviewed the alleged military cameraman, but they had the cameraman's face and voice was hidden and changed. Oh, my God, I love that. So he couldn't, you know, ID yeah. him. X-Files <laughs> also, in 1996, did an episode mocking the autopsy <laughs> show called Jose Chung's From Outer Space. I, I don't remember that huh. episode, but I, I guess Chris Carter didn't think it was real. Mm-hmm. And that was, by the way, also on Fox network. Uh, but there had long been other troubling signs beyond kind of the criticisms of the film itself. John Dobson, who worked for Fox at the time, he was the guy they hired to direct the segments of interviewing Santilli for the Alien Autopsy special, right? And he, he directed some other segments as well. He said after that, he said he, told, he said he told the network that he thought Santilli was a complete fraud and the whole hmm. thing is bullshit. Yeah. He's got a real, this guy's full of shit vibe from that guy. The Fox execs essentially told Jobson that they needed to show to air the show to air before it was exposed as a hoax, or ah. the ratings would sh- suffer. Jeez. So it's like shut the hell up until this yeah. thing airs. Yeah. Fox also limited the efforts of a private no, investigator no. that they hired to uh, hired by Jobson to look into the whole affair. They uh, apparently, you know, cut him off. Further, both Stan Winston and Kevin Randall, who was a, a UFO researcher who appeared on the show, they would both later state that they made clear statements, this thing's not real, and they, those statements were deleted from the show. Hmm. Oh. I don't know, I can't, I can't speak to what they did or didn't, but I saw the Stan Winston part when I, re- I, I, I saw, I skimmed through some of the Kevin Randall stuff. He seemed to be more or less, you know, credulous, so maybe they did make him look bad. But Stan Winston, there's a, if he at some point says, this is all bullshit, they've got five minutes of him saying it's real. So, yeah, I don't know, Stan. I think you also wanted to be on TV. Stan yeah. Winston was on a lot of, 
TV shows in, in person. He was like the most well-known special effects person at the time. Hmm. Never heard of him. Really? Okay. He did yeah. American Woman from London. He has a I mean, oh. I've yeah. heard only heard of him because it's Stan Winston School. No, he, he was, he was a legendary special, special effects. effects guy. Yeah. Then the story changed in in two thousand six when they made a movie called Alien Autopsy, Ooh. a feature with Bill Pullman and Harry Dean Stanton. Hmm. Who played the alien? I don't know. Girl. <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> a young Ed Sheeran. Fucking funny. It's not, no, it's not nice. Like Fuck it. Well, maybe it was Hosier. I can make fun of women on what? that What? Who? I don't know. It's just Aaron's fave. Hosier? Hosier? I don't know. Oh. I can make fun of any woman in the world. Go for it. So Santilli and Schofield, Schofield were played by the beloved English comedy duo, duo Ant McPartland and really? Declan Donnelly. Known affectionately as Ant and Deck in England. I guess they're huge. Yeah. I know who yeah. they are. That's hilarious. Do you? They played Santilli and Shufield. That's funny. This. I've never heard of them. Well, they host yeah, Britain's Got Talent. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, oh. all, that's, all, that's what I know them from. Yeah, I think so. I mean, those are the, that's the only British Ant and Deck I've heard of. <laughs> I'm sure so. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, the same it's <laughs> Not the other Ant and Deck. The movie played the whole thing very lightly. It was, it was essentially a comedy, but it did tell the story of Santilli's now very much altered story. So this version had Santilli finding the real footage, as he said, and then they got this rich Swiss guy to give him 30,000 bucks to buy it, okay? Then, though, sadly, when they processed the fragile film, they inadvertently destroyed it. So, uh, so this is the, the new story. The Swiss rich guy was, I guess, I don't know, mobbed up or something. But according to them now, they said they were just like terrified. So they didn't want to tell him, uh-oh, we screwed up your $30,000 film. So they just figured we'll make a fake film based on the real film that we really saw. And we'll do it from memory. And this fake film is what foxed. Fox aired in August of 1995. So, oh. yes, that was a fake, like you've all thought, all you remotely intelligent people have known yeah. and thought for a long time. But that fake film, trust us, was based on a real film that we really did see, so uh. we're not evil. In the movie, they have this Swiss rich guy uh, killed in a hit-and-run accident when he kind of got tough with them, almost implying, I don't know what it's implying, to be honest, like, like the government was looking out for them. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because it'd huh. be the opposite. CIA or something? Yeah, you think it would be, huh? Sam Santilli himself, by the way, had a small cameo in the movie. So knowing that this movie was about to be released with this new story, uh, when the film came out, Santilli and Shufield went on Sky TV show, and they kind of got out in front of the issue. They basically copped to the whole plot of the movie as being, yeah, that's the truth. Mm. Oh, and they called God. the fake film a, quote, restoration or reconstruction of, again, swear to God, pinky swear, it was real. We saw it. We, yeah. just had, to, we had to make this fake. Just trust us. Yeah. So that's why they were only able to save that little leader and that little small amount of film that was ever examined because that was the only film they retained that wasn't ruined in the processing again. Conveniently. Very incredibly conveniently. So that was the, the only stuff they ever submitted for expert analysis, and that's why, you know. Yeah. So obviously, if you, you, they went and they got a little snippet of film from 1947 from some, you know, whatever, yeah. who, who knows, and that's what they, they knew. They, do, they knew they would need to show something to someone and to authent, authenticate the film, and so that's what they got. They said that a few other frames were also from the original, but they would not say which frames 
which is so you know what I mean frame of the 21 minutes that Fox right. bought yeah. and so oh some of those are from the original but they wouldn't say which ones but you would know yeah mm-hmm. and then just three days later before the alien autopsy was due to hit theaters Ray Santilli went on British TV and he kind of elaborated on the story he admitted that they built a set in a friend's apartment in Camden Town in North London they had John Humphreys who was an artist make two fake alien bodies in three weeks and then made the film. They literally filmed that film. So that scene where the, the antiseptic looking autopsy room was just in an apartment. Huh. I mean, they were filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, the brains that you see on the footage were sheep brains with raspberry jam oh standing in for blood. Oh <laughs> They put in some chicken entrails and, and things like that and some pig and chicken guts to be the viscera. And they got knuckle joints from a local meat market as well. They bought all the all yeah. the viscera, all the the guts nice. and stuff. They bought from the, just the local butcher. butcher. Yeah. yeah, chicken guts and some eraser head baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Humphreys, who is the artist, he play he supposedly played one of the medical examiners, so he could be on the spot, not to like spoil the effects and maybe stay in, in front of the cameraman. But we'll we'll find out in a minute that might have not been true. That was Santilli's story. Okay, they did it twice to get it right, and then they chopped this two, two sets of fake footage into one set of footage, and then disposed of all the various body parts, fake body parts, in trash cans throughout London. So oh they, they could have worked for a hitman, actually. That sounds yeah. like, yeah, that sounds like yeah. murderers. Yeah. yeah. Santilli admitted that they made up some of the details, like items recovered from the non-existent crash site, and the six-finger control panel, they just made those. Yeah. <laughs> he said that was just artistic license. So he's not saying he saw something like that that yeah. was made up for the TV show. And the supposed cameraman who reads a statement that verifies he was the cameraman who shot the footage that was on they that was on the Japanese special. They had a cameraman saying, oh, you know, this is me. I verify this, right? He was a homeless guy. They picked up and they paid him a few bucks to read the statement in a nearby motel room. They oh just my shot, god! They shot it in the motel room. Oh my god! And they gave that to. And they just put it through a vocoder. And they're like, there you go. Stay there that night. That's mean. I think they probably did. They probably just gave him a Jimmy John's and (laughs) sent him on his way. Fuck, they said, this is our room. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, are you kidding me? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they rented by the hour, so maybe they they did send him on his way. John Humphreys, he was the sculptor from Manchester, England. He was the person who created or, or recreated the creature for the Alien Autopsy movie in 2006. So he did it again for the feature film that he claims to have done back in 1995. When that film, again, when that film, when the alien autopsy feature was about to be released, he also um, kind of owned up to his role in creating the, the, the alien creature back in 1995. But it, he also, he claims that the movie version where they were forced to remake the real alien uh, from some stills is also the truth. So he's gone along with the Santilli story, I guess, right? Huh. The, the kind of quasi come clean yeah. kind of a thing. And he says he has since made numerous really good fakes and explained how he used a clay model to generate a latex cast, blah, 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 blah. And he also said he portrayed the pathologist in the original film, disguised by the contamination suit. But Spiros Melaris, or Melaris, he was the actual cameraman on the fake film. He, he um, was the cinematographer, I guess, who, the made, really bad who one. made the fake film back in 1995. He has, and I think in late 2017, he actually came real clean, true clean. He said the whole thing was a hoax. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's a filmmaker. He's an ex-magician. My favorite guy. Yeah. He says that it was a a foam body in the scene, not an alien. 
which we know. The, otherwise, his story aligns with Santilli's second story, the visceral work from like cow and lamb organs. They filmed it in that London flat, okay. blah, 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 blah. They bought tools and outfits that looked right just on secondhand market. Uh, and he says the pathologists were his brother and his girlfriend at the time. So he differs from Humphreys. Huh. Yeah, still. So basically, he tells more or less the Santilli story, but without the, oh, because we saw the right. you know, yeah. real yeah. stuff. He says, no, it was all mm-hmm. just fake. And they all knew, everybody there knew they were making a fake. They were having a laugh. No one, no one. there was never any story from Santilli that, oh, well, we saw this, and it's based on a real thing. It's a reconstruction. No. Yeah. Everybody in that room, the very small number of people in that room, knew that it was completely fake. And yeah. he says this flat out. So he has come, very recently, as a matter of fact, he's come, Completely clean. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip this. I was going to talk about this Russian stuff, but I'm not. So what? it was. They, they, there's whole time you had Russian stuff. Well, there, right now I, I won't. If you, you can go on YouTube right now and you can watch, yeah, there's can. some various alien autopsies out there. More recent alien uh, autopsies. Oh, yeah. oh yes. There's been a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. Um, I've seen some of them. Some of them are Russian. Some of them show like a Russian K, a, a KGB supposedly rescue a ship shot down. Uh, in the forest somewhere and they supposedly are getting aliens out of it Uh, and the Russian soldiers you you can watch it for yourself and then they show the autopsy of this supposed alien it looks it looks very small all you see in the the one I know is just hands for the most part it's just the hands of the pathologist that's it and he's like open and like little and and he's like a little creature and it's got little like short ribs (laughs) yeah oh my (laughs) god bought some pork short ribs yum and they put it inside a Badly done latex creature or something like or foam creature or something like that. He's using needle nose pliers, I swear to God, Fuck to clip yeah. at the ribs clumsily. It's it's oh. it's none of them are well done. It's not very good. Google it. So still the alien autopsy itself lives on, on YouTube, as I mentioned. Go ahead and watch it. You'll you'll love it. Often it's presented, even these days, as kind of credulously as something that's real. In fact, on you know, on the very highly bullshit accepting parts of the media like the History Channel, it's presented as a, a real thing still to this day, even though it's, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the camera, they, they've admitted it's a fake with their reconstruction, the Santilli and Shufield, and the cameraman has said, no, it was a fake fake, a true, actual fake. And don't forget, I'll leave with this, for there to have been an alien to autopsy, as told in the TV show, there had to have been a crash in Roswell in yeah. 1947 with aliens on board. That's a story for a different word world. We'll do that one day. But we can say this. The descriptions of the aliens found at Roswell have clearly and have forever had two features. One, they had no ears. And two, they had four fingers just like us. Oh. In the, in the alien autopsy from 1995, they clearly, have, <laughs> they clearly have ears and they clearly have five fingers in addition to a thumb. So... You can either have Roswell or you can have the autopsy. You yeah. can't have both. Or you can have neither, obviously. Hmm. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a huge error. I guess yeah. they didn't look into their the Roswell. Roswell lore close enough yeah. before they made the fake, fake film. Fans. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing. They thought, hey, I know. It's, it's, let's have them have six fingers, man. Yeah. That'd be cool. Mama, so. let's research. Yeah. yeah. It's like when the writers of Captain America turned him into a Nazi. It's like, dude, did you even like read book one? Yeah. They turned him into a Nazi? Yep. Well, that was they wrong. Really did not the first that uh, cover was him punching Hitler. I know. What Jesus the fuck? Jesus like, Christ. Just, like, brush up on your Come on, movie. people. Yeah. Sons <laughs> that of was bitches. not well received. It no, they not did not be. see that coming. Yeah. Ooh. So that's the alien autopsy. 
a true phenomenon for its time. That yeah. It was huge. Everybody in every office water cooler was talking about this. I can't concur as someone who was born in 1999. No, you cannot, but it, you have to trust me on this. <laughs> what, month, what month did it show on? August. Oh, okay. August 28th. So yeah, it it, it re-showed in November, and then one more time shortly after that. So, I mean, that's not something they did. They didn't show this show the same TV special three times in yeah. six months. Yeah, it was, and again, it got bigger audience every time. The word of mouth was huge. Huh. So, that's our story. Thanks. Shot in the dark. You think it's no. real? Alien or not? Go in. Super fake. I think he was gonna make his Elvis documentary. It did not pan out, and he's like, "Fuck! I need to go get that fake footage." Or I think him and his friends were just fucking around with like special effects, and they're like, "Oh yeah. my god, this looks real." Yeah. <gasps> Let me try and make this something. Gary, you has real? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I, fifty fifty. I'm, I'm not sure one. <laughs> Mom's a believer, Dad's it, a half believer. Who knows what the uh, oh. what the genesis of it was or not? You know? Did yeah. He, uh, did he just think of the story and they wanted to do, it? or or were they messing around, or did some, or did John Humphrey yeah. say, "I've made a pretty cool alien"? Yeah. Are you guys, yeah. You know, they found out he was making great aliens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But it was. Clearly, it's all fraud. fakery, and and no, I don't believe he saw real footage nope. in 1992 yeah. from the Florida guy, and then they screwed up the film. That's ludicrous. There's no Florida man. There's no Swiss billionaire. That's why I wanted to go through the story of how the cameraman got and retained the film. It's it's laugh out loud nonsensical. Yeah. It, so yeah, you they can can't just even make the up bud a right there. believable story. Yeah. It's yeah. not exactly. that hard. Exactly. You're in charge of that part. Yeah. Well, I snuck thing. it. I mean, I've, I've kept it hidden. Or not. Or well, they never asked for it back. <laughs> you can say that like, he <laughs> gave it for free because he really needed to stay anonymous. Like, the fact huh. that they made him sell it in the first place was like, mm. yeah. There really is yeah. no believable story yeah. that yeah. would He's dying and he wants someone to have this before he dies. Yeah. Slightly more plausible stories. No, and you don't do the two years you don't yeah exactly you, you leave that part out because it's stupid why do you think that why yeah. would you uh, just come on Ray Ray you're not actually very good at this but you yeah. fooled a lot of people and made millions yeah. so I guess you are and he did that's it well you're welcome thanks Gary oh well <laughs> we're at Weird World Podcast on Facebook Instagram Patreon. Patreon, weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com, and weirdworldpod on Twitter. Right on. Boop. Thanks Talk for to listening. Us. Me. Bye.